The Spectator combines incisive political analysis with books and arts reviews of unrivaled authority. Subscribe today for just £12 and receive a 12-week subscription in print and online, and get a £20 Amazon gift voucher absolutely free. Go to spectator.co.uk slash summer. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Cindy Yu and I'm joined by Michael Simmons, our data editor. Now, Michael, today we've had some good news in inflation, at least from the sounds of things uh, from the government, who've been singing and dancing about it all over social media, and that's inflation falling down. Tell us about what's, what the news is. So um, the headline rate of inflation for July has come down to 6.8%. So that means that prices are still rising, but they're rising slower than they had been in previous months is good news for Sunak because it's in line with the Bank of England targets, which we've talked about on this podcast before. And those targets said that Sunak was going to meet his pledge to half inflation by the end of the year. So it's looking good from the headline rate. But if we look further in the data, there's some more kind of worrying signs. Yeah, so that's core inflation, isn't it? Tell us about that. Yeah, so core inflation is essentially where you strip out sort of external factors. So that's things like energy prices and food prices that you could say these are caused by the shock from uh, the invasion of Ukraine, from the pandemic supply chain problems kind of feeding through. So core inflation strips that out and it's more of kind of just a British part of inflation. And when we look at that, that's basically stayed flat. And this is going to worry people, especially the Bank of England, to have to set interest rates because when kind of we had an inflationary disease in the 70s, it was core inflation that kind of stuck. So the fact Mm. that core inflation seems more sticky is going to worry the government and the Bank of England. And what leads to that separation between the two numbers in terms of why is it that core is so sticky at the moment when the headline has gone down? So within core, goods actually got cheaper, but kind of services were going up. And this plays into something that the Bank of England has been very um, vocal about. And they have kind of made this claim that basically Britain, Britain is on the verge of getting into a wage prices spiral. And their kind of argument has been hard to follow for the recent months because until yesterday, um, we've had data that shows that wages continually rising slower than inflation and therefore everyone in the economy was getting a real terms pay cut. But now wages have jumped, boosted in part by these NHS one-off bonuses, and that now shows that um, average wages in the economy are rising faster than inflation. So people are getting um, real-terms pay increases, and that will play into the Bank of England's argument that now the wages themselves could be inflationary. Right. But as Fraser mentioned, uh, and as you've just mentioned as well uh, on the podcast, this is a blip down to the NHS bonuses, or at least partially down to that. There's also a question about whether or not the interest rates themselves have yet to take their course. So some analysts like Julian Jessup at the Institute for Economic Affairs is saying that the Bank of England should hold off before raising interest rates more later on. But do you think that, what, what do you think the implications are for interest rates from the Bank of England's perspective? So I think because of the wages data yesterday and because of the core inflation number staying staying where it is, it's, it's almost certain that we will get more interest rate rises. Markets expect them to go up probably to about 5.75%, so another two increases. But where I think there is room for manoeuvre by the Bank of England is whether they do them immediately at their next meeting or whether 
whether they wait. Because as you say, there's more and more economists that are saying that because of the way the UK economy is structured, because of the, the way people move their mortgages every two or five years, a lot of the rate rises have not come into effect yet. So as you say, there's a stronger and stronger argument to say, let's wait to see if they take an effect before go, going for the rises. But I would say whether they happen at the next meeting or the one after, rises are almost certain. And Michael, I'm sorry to ask you to um, put your own two pennies into this, but um, do you think that Rishi Sunak is going to hit his target to halve inflation by the end of the year at this rate? So I think the way it's going, um, if core inflation starts to come down, he probably will just sneak um, his target. But the question really after that is what happens then? Do we quickly get down to the bank's 2% target or is inflation going to hang around for longer? Michael, thanks so much for joining Coffee House Shots. And all of this information can be found on the Spectator's Data Hub, is that right? Yep. So whenever there's a new release, whether it's on inflation, whether it's on NHS figures or asylum figures, they're updated straight away on the Data Hub. And you can go to that at data.spectator.co.uk. And that's all for free. So thanks very much. And thank you very much for listening.